with a human heart. He shows us his divine love with a human heart. I don't know if many of you know this, but um, every day of the year there's actually a saint that is attributed to that day. And uh, the feast day for today is a pretty obscure saint, but do you know whose saint day it is at all? But, yeah, St. John Eudes. What do you know? Do you know anything about St. John Eudes? Okay. Did you research, though, anything about him? Really? So they are, they are well-studied and ready for this day. And I think it's very providential because St. John Eudes is known as one of the apostles of the Sacred Heart. Now, if you got one of these little prayer cards they have, on the back of it, it has the pictures of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and the Heart of St. Joseph. And it has that beautiful prayer on the front, Heart of Jesus, I adore thee. Heart of Mary, I implore thee. Heart of Joseph, pure and just. In these hearts, I place my trust. St. John Eudes um, wrote the prayers for the Mass of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. So I'm, I don't know if that's the same today, but I'm, I'm guessing what we have today for the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary um, are probably pretty close to what St. John Eudes wrote about the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. So it's very providential uh, to be celebrating their nuptial mass today. Also, the priests, we got some socks. And you can't see them, but they're socks of the, with the Sacred Heart on them. So um, you only have a real devotion to something if you have socks with the picture on them. So thank you, Benjamin and Morgan, for the thoughtful um, socks that you gave us. Jesus allowed his heart to be pierced out of love for us on the cross. We know the story. He's on the cross. Um, The Sabbath is coming up, therefore... You can't have these bodies on the cross. You have to get them down, get, do with them, do away with them before the Sabbath comes. And so uh, they send some soldiers to make sure they're dead. Two of the thieves, the thieves on either side, they're not dead yet. And so what they do is they break their knees, break their legs. Why? Because in order to stay alive, how you stay alive on the cross is you push up to breathe, But that's so painful, and so you go down like this. And so you break their knees, you just aspirate, you you die. So those thieves, they died. When they got to Jesus, though, we know they didn't break his legs to fulfill scripture. He was already dead. But to make sure he was dead, the soldier put the spear through his side and out poured blood and water symbolizing the two great sacraments of the church, baptism by water and blood, the Eucharist. One of my favorite heroes in the church today is Cardinal Raymond Burke. And in every homily that he he gives, he always has this phrase in there, the glorious pierced heart of Jesus. You'll find it in every homily he gives. He always refers to the glorious pierced heart of Jesus. And that's ultimately why we're here today. The love of God shown through us, the divine love of God shown through us through the heart of Jesus, a human heart 
that he allowed to be pierced for us. Earlier this week, we celebrated the feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe. And I was watching a documentary of him earlier this week, and he had this saying early on in his life, Amor usque ad victima. Amor usque ad victima. Love unto the point of victimhood. Love to the point of becoming a sacrificial victim. Love to the point of giving oneself fully as a sacrificial victim. Second reading, Benjamin and Morgan chose, begins with the words of St. Paul, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is why it's so fitting to celebrate the sacrament of holy matrimony within the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It's at the Mass that we renew, we represent Christ's once and for all sacrifice on the cross. We unite ourselves with that offering and we offer Jesus on this altar to the Father. But we don't do it just as separate from the victim, as if the sacrifice, the victim, is not a part of us. But as Jesus did offering himself, we offer ourselves with Jesus to God the Father as a sacrifice. And when the priest says, take this, take my body, this body given up for you, what more is it for a husband and wife to say that to each other? Take my body given up for you. That's what you two are saying today. You'll say it with your words in just a few moments. You'll enflesh it, you'll sacramentalize it tonight, and you will fulfill it day in and day out in all the little things you do and sacrifice. Because the body represents more than just itself. When Jesus gave his body at the Last Supper, and he gave it on the cross, he wasn't just giving just flesh. He was given his entire being. And the same thing goes for you, Ben and Morgan. You're giving your entire selves to each other, Amor usque ad victima, offering your bodies as a living sacrifice for the other. Your body is representative of your entire person, your mind, soul, strength, your dreams, your weaknesses, your strengths, your time. Everything that makes you up constitutes yourself. You are giving that to the other. And therefore, your experience at Mass should be never be the same again. Those words you hear of Jesus, take this, all of you, this is my body which will be given up for you, that should have a whole new meaning for you today and every time you attend Mass. Because you are doing that for each other. How can we do this? How are we able to do this? How is it possible for fallen human beings to give ourselves so completely as Christ has done for us? How is it possible for us to make ourselves a sacrificial victim to love as Christ loved us? Well, it's because Jesus first loved us. St. Therese of Lisieux speaks of it this way. She noticed that in the Old Covenant, 
that the Israelites were only asked to love another, love their neighbor as themselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. But she notices with the new covenant, Jesus asks something different. He says, love one another as I have loved you, as I have loved you. That's a much higher bar. (laughs) We don't love ourselves as much as Jesus has loved us. And St. Therese realizes that God knew he couldn't have asked that type of love, the love that Christ has for us, before Christ came, without the fullness of grace given. He couldn't ask that high bar, that high standard of us, because we were incapable of it. But now that Christ has come, he can ask that of us, and he does ask that of us. No greater love has a man than to lay down his life for a friend. And we are able to do this again because Christ has loved us. St. Paul says the love of God has been poured into our hearts. At your baptism, you receive sanctifying grace, charity. You receive the ability to love as Jesus has loved us. And then our saint today, St. John Eudes, he puts it even more powerfully, not just even saying that we have the love poured in our hearts and that enables to love us. He actually says that we've been given the heart of Jesus. St. John Eudes says, speaking to Jesus, you have given us your divine heart so that we may love the Father with your very own heart. You give us your heart that we may love the Father and yourself with the same heart and with the same love with which you loved us. Ben and Morgan, you can love this heroically. You can love to the point of victimhood because of the love of God has been poured into your hearts. My brothers and sisters out there, you can love that way too. You don't have to settle for mediocrity in your relationship with God or with your relationship with your spouse. You can give the love that they deserve. You're capable of it because Jesus gives you his heart to love your spouse with. Ben and Morgan, again, they get this. They understand this. I asked them both to share why they were getting married why they were marrying each other. This is what Morgan wrote. She said, We took quite a while to officially decide we were dating. His endless patience during this time is something that allowed us to continue moving forward. Ben has always led me to a greater state of holiness. His daily prayer life, commitment to acts of penance, and constant invitations to attend Mass or visit the Adoration Chapel. These are what kept me walking down the path of dating even before we had said, I love you. The actions came first. The feelings followed after. I have always known on a practical level, that this is what the vocation of marriage should look like on a daily basis. Ben wrote about one of their favorite memories. He said, on our third date, we went to Perkins here in Cloquet 
and then walked around at Pine Valley at the ski jumps. It was a beautiful, calm, bright December day with some snow on the ground, and just a really present, pleasant time. Morgan later told me she was scared to go on the ski jump with me because she thought I would try to kiss her. That wasn't on my mind at all at that time. Ben and Morgan, and you can have that confidence that you will be able to continue to love as Christ has loved you. You can have very much confidence beginning this new adventure, this new life, this new one flesh union, this vocation together. Why? Because you are building your house on solid rock. We heard that gospel. The man builds a house on strong rock. There's winds, there's storms. All all that life can throw at him. His house is strong. The fool tries to build his house on sand. What happens? Those same storms come, the winds, and his house crumbles. Many of you know that Ben bought a house a few years back. We'll we'll call it a fixer-upper. And he's put a lot of time, a lot of sweat, a lot of energy into building, repairing this house. I see this as an image of their relationship. Not done yet. This house isn't done yet, not at all. But it's a great start. Same with your marriage. Not done yet, not at all. But you've made a great start, building it on rock. The way you've prepared. And realize the church looks at preparation to marriage, not just when you meet with the priest for the first time, but actually looks at preparation from when you were born. Three stages, remote preparation, time growing up, Immediate preparation, which is maybe the time just when you start meeting each other. And then the proximate preparation is actually what we call marriage prep when you meet with a mentor couple and the priest. You have prepared yourselves well. You have begun to live your lives, your marriage on rock. Living the great virtue of chastity living according to Jesus' words and not to what the world tells us. Ben and Morgan, you did it the right way. Morgan wrote about this. She said, The biggest constant in our relationship has been our faith. Mass together on the weekends has become non-negotiable. Daily Mass, a weekly holy hour together, are also habits we have formed. Ben reads the Bible every morning. We pray together every evening. We say the rosary on car rides and are working on praying for people the moment that they make their prayer request. We both know that neither one of us is perfect, but we both are in the habit of regular confession and, bring on, and being honest when we need to go. 
we are above all committed to one another, one and another's holiness, and have made that our goal even before our engagement. Ben and Morgan, people will be impressed with the house you're building, that house, house number 505 on County Road 18. How beautiful you've made it already, flooring, walls, landscaping, all of it. More importantly, people will be impressed by your marriage, your family. It will draw people to Jesus and to his Catholic Church. Your love, your kindness, your patience, please God, your fruitfulness, your family's deep faith and hope. We need that. We need you. Realize how important you are to God's kingdom. Our broken church and the world needs your witness. I want you to know how proud all of us are of you, your parents, myself. Most importantly, your Heavenly Father. All your sacrifices and preparation are well worth it. The Lord will bless you for your faithfulness. You will be free to love God and each other completely, even to the point of being a sacrificial victim, offering your bodies as a living sacrifice. Amor usque ad victima. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us.